Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Iggy or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 56 of Iggy's Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over and subscribe to Iggy's Sports Talk on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you are notified for weekly episodes. Now this week, I am joined by very special guest Samuel Rodriguez Jr., who is the co-host on Locked In Sports Podcast. Sam and I, in this episode, give our reactions to the 2021 NFL Draft and also explain the most surprising picks such as Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson, and sort of predict how these picks will change the landscape of the 2021 NFL season. So let's listen to Sam and I's conversation now. How are you doing, Sam? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing great, my man. So I got to start off real quick. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty fun week so far in terms of sports, especially within the NFL. What was uh what, what were some of your immediate reactions of the draft? So honestly, I was kind of shook by the Trey Lance pick. I oh, was really? like kind of shook by that because I was reading into it after. They said they made the pick without talking to the other players or coaches. I was expecting a Justin Fields right there. But, I mean, hopefully Trey's that guy. I'm happy right. for him. I'm hoping he can fit in there. But that was like my initial like what's going on. That's funny. That's interesting because, uh, you know, I was hearing – it was between him and Mac Jones. Yeah. And, and the report that came out, interestingly enough, it, it correlates exactly with what you just said, that uh, that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were the only two people in the franchise that knew what the heck they were going to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the one thing that I noticed is, uh, is apparently right after, um, like a few days leading up to the draft, uh, they brought Trey Lance in. And just the reports that I heard, they noticed then and there that, they thought that he was the most NFL-ready and the smartest quarterback in this draft so far. So that, that's why they took him. Yeah, they said they ran, like, some psychological tests on him, and he turned out to be the best one. So, I mean, hopefully it works out for him. I'm hoping that's... over there. And he'll learn from Jimmy G. I think that's a good fit. I yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the, one, the one thing that I really liked about Trey Lance, and I, I don't know if you heard about this about him, is that, uh, is that going into college, he, he was uh, not recruited as a quarterback. They, they, he yeah. was very similar with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. People looked at his structure and looked how he played the game, and they're like, that's a running back or that's a wide receiver. That is nowhere near a quarterback. And it's like, what are you talking about? And uh, thank God, you know, North Dakota gave him uh, the chance to be able to show really what he's able to do. And the, the reason I love the story is because that gives him the chip on the shoulder going into the league. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the fact he wasn't supposed to be a quarterback, he was a top five quarterback in this draft. Right. I mean, that's kind of hard to do, no? It's like one of the first years, like three quarterbacks back-to-back-to-back, and he was one of those three, which is insane because you got the national champ, Mac Jones, that dropped under him. You got Justin Fields, who was in the national championship, dropped Mm -hmm. under him. I mean, that's a pretty big accomplishment for him, and I'm glad he got the chance to show it out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, especially one component that not a lot of people realize is that Trey Lance only played one game uh, during 2020. Uh, Looking at the 2019 stats, I mean – I, I couldn't I couldn't help myself but just jaw drop. I mean I mean, completed sixty six point nine percent of his passes, two hundred uh, two thousand seven hundred eighty six passing yards, twenty eight touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And the one thing that most people are really harping about this guy 
and, and giving him crap for is they're like, well, the one game that he played, he threw an interception. Well, give me a break. He threw 28 touchdowns with no interceptions in 2019. Come on. A guy makes a mistake. No, nah, people like to find out the biggest things. And because he's not a highly named quarterback, like, all right, let's try to, like, nitpick every little thing he does because he's not from Alabama. He's not from Ohio State. He's not from Clemson. So let's kind of nitpick mm-hmm. everything because we're not going to get any crap for it. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. I, one of the names that you brought up was the most surprising pick in the draft, and I got to be honest with you, it broke my heart. Going into this draft, I, I had my heart and mind set on Justin Fields as the future in New England. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously you never know exactly what's going to happen in a draft, especially when your team is down in number 15. Uh, but the Bears were the last team that I expected to draft just yeah. because. I, I mean, when I saw that trade obviously come in, that was the first thing that came to my mind. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what really happens uh, with, with Justin Fields in Chicago. I know. I was honestly hoping for the Broncos to select him. We had nine open, and he was still there. And I was like, all right, we got this. Don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. And they messed it up. Yes, I'm happy with Pat Sertain. He's a phenomenal quarterback. But I just felt like Justin Fields is that guy. There were so many teams that wanted him. Like you said, I was not sure the Bears were going to take him. That was the last team in my mind that was going to select Seriously. him. Seriously. Maybe they're trying to please Allen Robinson now, trying to get him to stay. I think adding Justin Fields is going to be huge. He's better than Mitch Trubisky. He's oh, going to be that starting guy. I think it's supposed to help Allen Robinson stay. I completely agree with that. We, you know, we heard Allen Robinson very upset, obviously, about uh, – you know, the Bears uh, really not doing too, too much uh, during free agency. Obviously, we heard them uh, offer a huge hole uh, for Russell Wilson, but obviously that wasn't able to fully work out. But I, I was very surprised, I don't know about you, about how much the Bears did give up uh, to the Giants for fields. I'm just going to list it off. They, they gave up the number 20 pick uh, of this, this past draft, a fifth rounder of this year, uh, in addition to a 2022 first rounder and fourth rounder. And when I saw the first rounder, I was like, wow. And I was watching I was watching the draft with a Giants fan, and he was obviously pissed about uh, Devontae Smith, but he's like, wow, the, the Giants just literally won that trade. Yeah. They have so many draft picks. Someone posted next year's draft, and the Giants are set. They have so many draft picks. They can make so many trades. They're set. Like, yeah. it's not even a question. I feel like that was a good move, them trading away from that pick, just because the massive haul they got back. Mm-hmm. And really – the Giants need so many things. Would that one pick really have helped them set themselves apart from everyone else? Why not just set themselves up for the future and get all these draft picks later on? And the one thing with the Giants as well is, is I talk, I talk about this with, with uh, my friend who's a Giants fan all the time is, you know, if DJ can't figure it out with this supporting cast. I, I mean, you really got to take a deep look and figure out if this guy's the future. And I mean, you got Galloway, you, you got, you got uh, Shepard over here. You got Ingram. I, I mean, you also have Kyle Rudolph as well now too. I mean, he just has so many weapons and now there's no real excuse other than the offensive line, obviously. Uh, but they seem to satisfy that mostly during free agency in the draft. And they got Kadavius Tony. Yeah. I mean, they got a solid wide receiver core right now. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones has to step it up because he was one of the surprising picks of the draft when he was there. Right. No one expected him to get picked then, so he needs to start showing out or else. I mean, he's in New York. They're going to boo him out of the team. Seriously. We saw Sam Darnold. They're going to boo him out next. He better show it out. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I honestly saw the Giants going towards uh, Devontae Smith, like, like a lot of people mostly did. Uh, but, like, the Eagles, out of any of the 30 teams, I would have never thought that the Eagles would have – and they traded up. I, I couldn't expect that. Uh, but, I mean, that is a perfect weapon for Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of people did have them picking a quarterback, interestingly enough. But it seems like they're going full force in trusting Jalen Hurts. And I, I think Devontae Smith is going to be a perfect fit there. Yeah, they should. I'm happy they dropped the quarterback because Jalen Hurts looked great in the games he played. Yeah. He's still, he just needs to get polished a little bit, but he looked great. Now you're adding the Heisman Trophy winner with him, his former teammate. They already have that connection. I mean, it's going to be great. Devontae Smith's like a better Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion. Right. Same type of game. He's quick. He can run deep ball. He's athletic. That's going to be a great connection to them two, building that together. And that's going to give Jalen Hurts the comfortability he needs at that quarterback spot, having his number one receiver. Yeah, 100%. So, something uh, with the wide receiver and quarterback connections, uh, that I don't think I've ever really noticed this in a draft as much as I did this past draft. It's, it's, it's crazy to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Smith being able to team up together again, but same with Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Waddle. And just, just starting off with the Burrow and the Chase uh, subject, it's interesting because when you look at really the Chase and Burrow marriage that they had over in LSU in 2019, I, I mean, he de deliberately helped him and Jefferson as well, but deliberately helped him be the unbelievable quarterback that he was. With 84 catches, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. And I don't know if you heard the quote that he said after the draft, but he said, I'm, I'm going to uh, break all the records set right now in Cincinnati. And I thought in my mind, well, Chad Johnson was in Cincinnati, right? So it'll, it'll be tough, but I, oh, I yeah. like the confidence. Oh, yeah. No, Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in that draft. He looks amazing. And now you're pairing with Joe Burrow again. I mean, come on. Yeah. That is going to be something special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't have an O-line still, but you have one of the best wide receivers in the draft. And arguably, if he shows out like he did in college, he'd be one of the best in the NFL right now. He's a big body. He can catch phenomenally. And you're pairing him up with Joe Burrow, who looked pretty good last year still with the receivers he had before he got hurt. Right. Now you're adding a number one option for him. I mean, it's only going to look up from there for them, I swear. They're going to look great together. I completely agree with Tyler Boyd there as well. Um, and and it's, it's something where, I don't know about you, would you have picked Sewell, the O-lineman, the top O-lineman in the draft, would you pick him uh, over Jamar Chase? Because I found it interesting uh, when the analysts, their reaction, they were like, what, whoa, whoa, we didn't expect this happening. I'm like, do you realize that this guy was the best wide receiver in, in college football and he was at LSU with Joe Burrow? But, yeah. I, I mean, it could go either way, I think. Yeah, no, that was a phenomenal pick by them. He was there, you take him instantly. Mm -hmm. Just because there's so many old linemen in the NFL already that are capable of playing, at least holding for a little bit. There's not many wide receivers out there that are like Jamar Chase. Yet, Penny Swell's a great old lineman, one of the best in the draft, like you just said. But there's so many other old linemen that will be capable of doing the job, just barely at average. That's all you need. Right. Joe Burrow's looking great, and you're giving him Jamar Chase again, one of the best wide receivers in the draft. You don't pass on that. You really don't. Yeah, you, you just can't. Same with Waddle as well. The one component about Waddle that I found very interesting is when he was asked about uh, his, his experiences with Max Jones and playing with Tua as well, he preferred Jones. And I found that very interesting uh, just based off of, uh, you know, him going to Miami now and, and being able to play under Tua. 
Uh, how do you think that they're going to be able to play together, especially with that f familiarity uh, playing at Alabama together? Um, and do you think uh, that, th that they're going to be a good mold for each other? I feel like they're both professionals. They're going to figure it out no matter what. Right. And the fact that they did play together is going to be great for them. They're going to look great. Two is a phenomenal quarterback in the making. I think the Dolphins have a stud in their hands. Jalen Waddle's a great wide receiver. No matter what, they have that chemistry. He liked playing with Mac Jones better, yeah. I think that's because Mac Jones is more of a pocket passer, whereas mm -hmm. two is more dynamic. He's going to run it or he's going to throw it. You really don't know. But Mac Jones is going to stick in that pocket, and he's going to get it out to you no matter what. He's not going to run it himself. So maybe that's where it was like kind of conflicting. You want to play with Mac Jones more. But with Tua, I think he's going to be fine. He's a dynamic wide receiver. They have that connection already. And Miami's looking up. They already had a playoff team last season. Oh, yeah. Now they have the sixth pick with Jalen Waddle. They're going to be set. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Mike on the mic, uh, put, it, put in the comment section our thoughts on the, uh, on the Chargers draft. Uh, they, they, picked, they picked an O-lineman in, in the first round. And I, I, think, I think that was a perfect, um, the perfect pick for them to make sure that they you, you know, are able to protect Justin Herbert and give him enough time to be able to throw the football. Because we've seen so many times with young quarterbacks, teams sort of forget to protect their young quarterbacks, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons why they fail so early sometimes. Yeah, adding Rashawn Slater was a great pick because Justin Herbert was sacked like 32 times last season. Yeah. You can't have that. You want him to be your main guy, you got to help him out or else he's not going to want to be there. So adding Rashawn Slater was a great pick for the 13th slot overall because the Chargers are a great team. They just never have the time offensively to do what they have to do. They have the weapons. They have Keenan Allen, but they just need time. And adding him is going to help Justin Herbert out 100%. 100%. Yeah, completely agree. The, the, the other thing that with the Chargers that always seems to really screw them up is their injuries. They, they can never seem to keep guys on the field. And, it's, you know, Darwin James, one of the best uh, defensemen we saw like two or three years ago, and he hasn't played the last two seasons. Um, that defense, I think, is going to be really scary once they get everybody back to being healthy. Um, but w one team that I think – has, has kind of been put under the radar um, as one of the smartest teams during this draft is the Jets. I don't know about you, but I, I could not believe how smart their decisions were. When they traded up for the O-lineman, um, Elijah, Elijah Verda Tucker, it, it, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are they actually making a smart decision? Yeah, the Jets are – they're trying to make it better. They're trying Zach Wilson, he's a great quarterback, but he needs protection. Right. And they did what they had to do. Elijah Barry Tucker, a great old lineman. Mm -hmm. And they really don't have anyone like that over there in New York. So trading up was a huge move by them because, in reality, who is Minnesota going to pick? Right? right? So the Jets made the right move trading up, which I didn't expect at all. I'm usually expecting, all right, Jets is going to mess this up, whatever. They're going right. to draft Zach Wilson. He's going to turn into Sam Darnold because he has no help, and that's it. But adding that alignment was huge. That was probably one of the best moments in the draft because they're growing up. The right. Jets are growing up. And then Elijah Moore as well. They got him in the second round. And it, it, it's crazy really looking at how highly touted he was. And especially it was pretty cool to see him with A.J. Brown, the moment that they had together. But when I saw them take him and now they got Corey Davis and now they have Elijah Moore, one of the top wide receivers in this draft, I'm thinking in my mind, Joe Douglas knows what he's doing. Yeah. That was great. The Jets are – I'm excited. That's all I got to say. I'm excited. I am too. I am too. And then, and then the last big surprise that I want to talk about, and then we can go into the Mac Jones and, and Patriots draft, is is under-the-radar one. 
And when I saw this notification, you know, I love seeing smart moves, smart under the radar moves. Kyle Trask to the Bucks. What a move. I mean, a guy who is looked at as a potential first round pick uh, out, out of Florida and somebody who they were actually thinking about almost picked him as the last pick in the draft in the first round, but he slid all the way until almost the third round and then they snagged him as the last pick in the second round. But what was your thoughts on this? I, I think he's a perfect guy to back up Brady. I thought it was huge because people were forgetting about Kyle Trask this whole draft. Yeah. Talked about a little bit leading up to it, and then he kind of just fell off. And the Bucks took advantage of that. He's a great quarterback. Now you're putting him behind Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl winning last year. Yeah. Probably the favorites to win this year because they brought back the whole team the exact same. I don't know how. But you're adding Kyle Trask to that just to learn. And he's learning from a Brady that's different than New England Brady. Exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo learned from New England Brady in that Belichick system. Kyle Trask is learning from Brady doing whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. This is free-range Brady. He's doing whatever he wants. He looked great last season. And I just think it's a great movement for them. He's going to be the perfect quarterback there because he's not looking to be a starter right away. He's right. not. He's looking to learn. I feel like he might be like a Pat Mahomes type of deal. Like Al He learned from Alex Smith a little bit, then next right. season he's there. So once Brady's gone, Kyle Trask is going to be that guy. He's going to learn from one of the best minds in football. And that was the smartest move that could have made this draft. Huge, too. And I, I think the placement of where he did get drafted, too, is, is, in, is in, correlates a little bit to how Trey Lance is going to be going to the league with that chip on his shoulder. Yep. Kyle Trask feel like, feels like he probably has something to prove, especially behind Tom Brady. And I don't know about you, but the Bucks and the Jets, they're two teams who historically have made very stupid um, moves in the past and when I saw that move I mean obviously they were able to um, build up enough of a team for a Super Bowl this past year but I was like the Bucks made that move wow they're, they're really getting smart yeah yeah that was a great move on their point yeah you have Brady but Kyle Trask is for the future and he's yeah. learning from one of the best minds in football so that was a phenomenal pickup completely agree with you now I want to get to uh in my opinion uh other than Justin Fields uh, the most surprising pick of the entire NFL draft uh, is when the Patriots picked Mac Jones at number 15. And, and you're somebody who actually got the opportunity to ask Mac Jones a question about if he's pro ready or not. And I just got to ask you, during your, com or during your time listening to his press conference after his pro day, um, how did you feel about this pick? And, and what were you able to learn about Mac Jones as a person? I feel like it was a great pick on New England's part. Because, first off, in that Belichick system, you have to fit it perfectly. Right. Cam Newton's a great quarterback, but he's not a Belichick system. He's more of a dynamic type of quarterback. Mm -hmm. Mac Jones is the, I'm going to stick in the pocket. I'm going to be an old-school type of quarterback. Right. And that's what they need. That's what Brady was there. Mac Jones is what they need there. I, people were kind of surprised by the pick. I'm happy they made it. Because Justin Fields loved the man, but I don't think he would have fit in that system. I really don't. Because yeah. he's a running type quarterback. They would have mm -hmm. to change their whole system around him. Or he would have to change his whole game. But that's what makes him dynamic, his game. You don't want to have to change that from him. Mac Jones isn't going to have to change anything. He's going to come into the system. He can slowly walk his way in. You still have Cam there. It's going to be great. And talking to him, he seems confident in himself. No matter what's going on, he was very confident in himself, talking about how he's ready. No other quarterback is really mentally prepared like he is. He's more matured now. He's ready to play for any team, any system. I think he's going to be that do whatever it takes mentality and fit Bill's system perfectly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I, I was quite honestly a little, a little bit um, uneasy about the pick when it first happened, mainly because I just had the assumption in my mind, looking at Mac Jones as a first-year starter, 
all I can think in my mind is Mitchell Trubisky and really the, the supporting cast of first rounders that he had around him because he, he didn't really have to, um, you know, he, he wasn't on like a smaller school and he really didn't have to, um, you know, worry too much that those guys either weren't going to make the catches or the guys in front of him were, were going to block. And um, it's something where, you know, after they made the pick, I really started to do my research a little bit more about Mac Jones, the person. And something that I really noticed and what I liked a lot about is, you know, looking at a lot of these top prospect quarterbacks, they have egos bigger than this entire room. And even though you brought up Mac Jones was confident, he wasn't egotistical. He wasn't no. hockey. And the thing that I liked about that is that he is ready to learn. And what, what I heard about from a lot of analysts and a lot of people who are close around him is that he's a student of the game. And that will do anything it takes to get better. And that sounds like a Bill Belichick and Patriots way type of quarterback. Oh, yeah. He's going to fit that system the best that any quarterback in this draft would have. He's always ready to learn. He's always eager to get ready to go. And he's still learning behind Cam Newton. So it's not like he's going to have to go in there and be a first round like a starter right away. Mm. Bill already said he's going to fight for the role. And when he feels he's ready to actually compete for it, then he's going to try it out. But as of right now, Cam's that guy. He still has someone to learn from. Mac Jones is very patient. I mean, you saw he was behind Jalen Hurts, and he was behind Tua, and he was still there. Most quarterbacks would have transferred out of that system to go start somewhere else. He waited his time patiently, and look where he's at now, in one of the best franchises in NFL history. Right. Learning behind Belichick, learning behind you got Cam Newton still. I mean, it was a great pick there. I think he's going to be the perfect quarterback for them. And, and it's funny that you say, uh, you know, the, the greatest – organization or team that we've seen in the last 20 years because that's literally what he said after they picked him and we saw you know he was pretty much sprinting from the from the draft room up to the stage he's like I'm ready to be a patriot but it, it's just so interesting you bring up the perfect thing about how he was behind Jalen Hurts and Tua Tonga Veloa because those guys have so much experience and so much knowledge as well and it, it's crazy to think that he had um, you know that mentorship that young and especially with how Nick Saban's system correlates to Bill's system, it's not like he's going to have really any differences too, too much. Obviously, there's some differences, I bet, between some of their coaching styles. But, like, really, the Patriots way and the Alabama way is very similar. Yeah, you got that Brady, uh, my fault, that Belichick-Nick Saban connection. Mm. We've seen it. They took a bunch of Alabama players this draft. I yeah. feel like Saban and Belichick were kind of talking before, like, all right, I want you to take him, him, him. This guy's going to fit your system. That guy's going to fit your system. Yep. But no, like you said, they do have a similar type of play style, Belichick and Saban. And that's what's going to work. And he learned, He learned, like you said, Jalen Hurts. He learned from Tua, who right. are great quarterbacks in the league right now. And he took his time. He wasn't rushing the process. He learned from everyone, took what he could. And I think that's what he's going to do now in the Patriots. He's going to take everything he can from Cam, correlate mm -hmm. it to his game, and then push over to the next level. He's a very patient guy, and that's what the Patriots need. Some guy for the future. That'll be set. And I feel like he is going to be not the next Brady, but the next closest thing to Brady for them. And I think that's going to be the biggest issue for Mac Jones, uh, at least until, until he makes a name for himself. Because people, kind of like Alex Verdugo on the Red Sox, comparing Alex Verdugo to Mookie Betts, people yeah. are going to compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady. They're going to say, is he going to be the next Tom Brady? And what he should say is no. I'm going to be the next Mac Jones. Because that's how he needs to approach it. That's how he needs to play it. But really kind of like correlating to back what you said about like what Bill said, that Newton is the quarterback. And quote, what he said is, uh, 
What, what, whenever time Jarrett and Mac are ready to challenge and compete, we'll see how it goes. So I would not be surprised potentially, you know, if Cam isn't playing up to par up to week eight or week 12 or something like that. Could you potentially see Bill slotting Mac in or maybe Jarrett as well to see sort of how they play? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a big situation when Joe Flacco was in Denver. Right. Drew Locke really didn't get the start yet until the last maybe six games of the season. Mm-hmm. That's probably what's going to be like a match because they want to give Cam some more time. Right. They're not going to have two bad games and throw him under the bus. They're going to give him his time, his due diligence. And if they're at a point where they're definitely not making the playoffs, I'm sure they throw Mac in there to see what's going on, throw Jack in there to see what's going on. But towards the end of the season, we're definitely going to see some Mac Jones. I wouldn't get your hopes up for earlier than week 10 right. unless Cam gets hurt or something. But I'd say end of the season, we're going to see some Mac Jones. You're not going to go the whole season without any. Bill's going to have to give him a chance no matter what, whether it's the last game of the season, five games before the last game. We're going to see mm-hmm. something from him. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I agree with that because I think you got to at least give him a little bit of a taste of what it's like. I mean, we even saw with Patrick Mahomes, even though – uh, Alex Smith played the majority of Patrick Mahomes' rookie season. Mahomes played uh, week, week 16 to get a little bit of a taste of the NFL. Uh, but really looking at sort of Jarrett Stidham and his future, he's a guy who not a lot of people realize, but after Hunter Henry signed with the Patriots, after they got that huge free agency hole, um, some videos came out of Jarrett Stidham. Apparently, uh, he, he got all these guys together and – orchestrated this whole workout and you know it shows in the video he's talking about how you know we got to learn this stuff before training camp and and I heard from some people uh from the team that they were very happy uh with how he's sort of maturing and taking that role um to to really try and you know up his status uh in New England but what do you think the Patriots are going to do with him they still have him for I think one more season on his rookie contract but could you potentially just see him staying on the team, trying to vie for a starting spot, or could you potentially see them potentially trading him? I think it depends on the season. Everything that's going on, how he fits in the system, how he's going to relate to Mac Jones being there, whether he's going to be patient, learn behind it, or kind of like, all right, I want to get my time now. It's time to go. Because there's teams that could use him as a solid backup, maybe even teams that he would start on. It all depends on how he's going this season. Like you said, this offseason, he's getting everyone together. He's getting ready. And I think this is going to be good for him this season. He needs a battle. He was throwing to be, all right, he's going to be that guy last season until they right. signed Cam. He got his hopes all the way up, and then Cam jumps in. I feel like he needs a little bit of a battle. He can't just be given the role. Because right. he hasn't really shown anything yet. He really hasn't. He, hasn't. he needs to show out. Last season, in the games he played, he had two touchdowns, three interceptions. I feel right. like he needs to show out. He needs to get everyone together and stand his role. If he doesn't fit in the Patriots, he needs to leave. That's about it. Because I don't see the Pats re-signing him for more than a third role. Because you have yeah. Mac Jones and Cam there. Seriously. He's not going to pass either of them unless something spectacular happens. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I've, I've been defending Jared Stidham uh, for the last like year or so because I was really high on him. Um, and, you know, anytime Cam wasn't really playing good for like a stretch of time, I was like, why the hell aren't the Patriots just slotting him in? What the heck? And it, it's it's something where – Anytime he would go in, he, he would literally just – just he, he would look so bad. It, it was yeah. awful. And I'm, I'm like, why did I even, you know, to vie for you to be in? Like, now, now you're just making me look bad. Uh, but I, I got to get your thoughts lastly on what would you predict uh, the Patriots' final record uh, to be this next season uh, with 17 games on the schedule? I feel like 
that first off, that division is going to be ridiculously hard. Yeah. The Dolphins are a top contender. The Bills are probably still going to be at number one seed. Yep. And even the Jets might put up a fight this season. Mm-hmm. Even the Jets. That whole division is growing up. Yep. Before it was just New England on top, everyone was like far, far behind. Now it's that, like, that was nice. That was New a nice 20 year stretch. <laughs> now it's like New England's like the third, maybe second best team. Yeah. And that's even a stretch because the Dolphins. I say, I could honestly see them. I don't see them making the playoffs just yet. I could see them making that third seed, maybe winning eight or nine games. Just because I don't know how everyone's going to fit together. They signed a lot of great pieces. It's just a still, if you fit that Patriot system. Cause we saw they signed Roddy White in his prime. Mm-hmm. He didn't fit that Patriot system, and he had to go. And he's right. one of the best receivers in the league. It all just depends on if you fit Bill's system. Ojo Cinco is another great example as well, yep. who just did not fit in the system. And I, I, I agree with you, but I, I think it's going to be – I think the entire sports world is going to explode if the Patriots don't make the playoffs because the amount of money Bill spent this offseason. Yeah. And that's going to be the biggest story if, if they don't make the playoffs. Was this money all worth it? And I, I think another thing is, is, is if they don't make the playoffs this season, is this Bill's last season? I think that's going to yeah. be a big question. Yeah, they showed – Bill said he's done with the draft. He's done putting his take in the draft. He's done it in the past, like, 20 seasons with them. Right. He's done doing that. This might be, like, if this season they don't make it, like you said, he might be done. It, it just might be – that system might be growing old. Mm-hmm. You got to think about it. That Bill system was phenomenal. Right. It was based around Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah they're not going to find another Tom Brady. No one's Tom Brady. You guys have to adjust to the quarterbacks you have now because that system's not going to work. It worked for Jimmy G, but that's because he learned from Tom Brady for so many years. Exactly. You can't just throw Cam Newton in there and be like, all right, run Tom Brady's system. Throw Mac Jones in there, run Tom Brady's system. Right. So if something doesn't happen now, Bill's not going to change. He's already been setting that as winning ways. I don't see it happening. I see him retiring. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and it's sort of the whole thing that fans have sort of been waiting to see who's the next coach. In my mind, it's, it's 100% Josh McDaniels. Yeah. There's a reason why he turned down that Colts job. There's a reason why he hasn't looked at any other jobs. Things going to be Josh McDaniels, but – Sam, really appreciate you giving your thoughts on the NFL draft this afternoon. Uh, where can the people find you? Of course. I loved coming on. It was a great time to talk. But you guys can find me on Instagram at Samuel Rodriguez Media or on Facebook at Locked In Sports Media. Perfect. There we go. Everybody check it out. They've been doing some great interviews with uh, some, some former athletes and some current athletes as well. Go over and check it out. And, uh, by the way, congrats on being able to cover the uh, NBA Hall of Fame. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited. I'm excited. 100%. This kid's going to do a lot of great things in the sports industry and can't wait to continue this journey together, my man. I'm excited. We both got this. 100%. All right. Talk soon. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. Perfect. Peace.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.